Hello, I'm Nathan Harrington, founder and owner of Nathan Harrington Coaching, where we dive deep into all things leadership and organizational development. I'm thrilled to have all of you here with me today. Whether you're a past, present, or future client, this episode is designed to shed light on a critical aspect of leadership and culture that we can all learn from. The sense of chaos and disempowerment that poor inter-organizational communication can create and how to overcome it. Look, you know as well as I do that communication lies at the heart of everything we do in business and in life. But what happens when it goes bad? Right? Today, we're gonna explore how communication can wreak havoc on company culture and what we can do to prevent that from happening. So let's get started. Imagine this, you've got a thriving company with immense potential, but beneath the surface, cracks are forming in your culture. And it's all due to communication breakdowns. Look, think about it. Consider that your culture what constitutes any organizational culture is the communication within that culture, the quality of the culture, the communication, the what people are saying, how they're saying it, how it's being listened to, who's listening to it. Look, communication, which includes speaking, listening, and written communication, and the ways that people interact with all of that communication, all of that can be the glue that holds your culture together or it can create separation, disempowerment, and at its very worst, ultimate toxicity. When communication falters, trust crumbles, innovation stagnates, and conflict starts to brew. Essentially, poor communication can be the silent killer of a company culture. So today I want to explore the top three communication errors that companies make and what you can do to tackle them. Our first communication error to break through is the general avoidance of difficult conversations. Now we've all been there, right? Those tough discussions that we'd rather sweep under the rug. But what's the cost of silence? When unresolved conflicts fester, resentment emerges. Now, there's a root cause to avoiding these conversations. Why is this so prevalent? Well, it's fear. A fear of what? Negative reaction, right? We worry that employees might leave or that they'll explode in anger if we confront something uncomfortable. So the best way to deal with this is through compassionately and boldly facing fear. Now, this can be tricky because oftentimes it's simply a low level fear that holds us back or we don't want to admit that we're afraid. But leaders, you can normalize conversations about the fears that we all experience and the importance of courage 
the kind of ordinary courage that is required to speak up when things aren't working. At a company-wide level, there are tons of great conflict resolution trainings out there, guidelines for constructive feedback, and ways to create safe and open communication environments. Look, here's one small example, is when people come to you with issues, always thank them for communicating. I used to have a boss that would say, I wish you had come to me before, right? Well, I'm coming to you now, right? So you gotta train people like, yeah, thank you for coming now. This goes a long way in making sure that everyone feels comfortable addressing concerns. Our second communication pitfall is neglecting employee input. Disengagement and lost innovative ideas result when we fail to really value employees' perspectives. Now, why does this happen? Consider that there's a mindset in the background that serves as a barrier which is often simply arrogance. <laughs> That's right, I said it. I know I've been guilty of that as a leader. I just, there's this default way that I've thought in the past and I know many leaders are guilty of is that I just have the best ideas and I just need to figure out how to get people on board with my brilliant vision. Right? This is emotional intelligence 101. And the real tragedy of this is that it leads to missing super valuable contributions from, you know, from the team, from your people. So, how do you solve this? Is first, cultivate empathy. Now, I know it's such a buzzword these days, but empathy is an actual skill, right? Not a personality trait, not a characteristic, but a skill that people can and must learn to create healthy, thriving cultures. You've gotta foster an environment that supports and really demands empathy by training leaders and employees to understand and appreciate each other's viewpoints. So company-wide, you wanna establish channels for employees to share ideas and feedback and concerns, all right? So this can take place on Slack or anonymous feedback forms or by carving out time in one-to-ones or team meetings for members to voice their concerns. And when you do request employee input, and this is probably more important than simply requesting it, than the requesting it part, because sometimes people will request it, but then they don't do anything with it. So there've also gotta be systems for interacting with the feedback. Opportunities where you show appreciation for giving the feedback, and then letting people know and having sort of transparency about how the feedback will be interacted with. So to let people know like, hey, we got a suggestion to do this thing, right? And we're gonna be taking that on. Now, we're not gonna be taking it on right now for the first quarter is really um, you know, filled up, but we are gonna be taking it on in the second quarter. 
right? Or to look, you're not going to take on every idea. You will get some bad ideas. And so you've got to have the integrity and the courage to say that. Like we got this idea and we're not going to be doing that right now. That's not in line with our, you know, priorities for this year, or, you know, it's not in line with um, the, the company core values or whatever it is the reason that you're saying no to that thing. Finally, speaking of transparency, this leads to our third communication error, which is a lack of transparency company-wide from the top down or in between departments. This is a total breeding ground for mistrust, rumors, and gossip. Now, one of the sources of this, right? Now, this isn't the only source, but one of the sources is thinking of management and employees as separate entities. Like there's an us and a them. And when you're engaged from and you're communicating or not communicating from that space, trust totally erodes, right? Leaders sometimes feel compelled to have all of the answers, right? Or fully developed visions, right? And so they're over here going, oh, as the leaders, we've got to have all the answers, right? And so that they're not transparent about where they are with particular ideas, right? And a part of the thing is that they're there fearing, right? This is the mindset, this is the barrier, one of the things that you got to let go of, is they're afraid to say, I don't know. Right? They're afraid to say, I don't have an answer for that yet. Right? There's the concern that that's going to make them look weak or incompetent. So here's a solution as a starting point is to create a unified identity. Your company could uh, borrow a page from Starbucks, right? This is one thing that comes to mind is, and use uh, com come up with a common term for everyone, right? Referring to everyone as partners, right? Managers and employees alike fostering a sense of um, shared responsibility and collaboration. Now, just using a different word isn't going to transform anything, but if the intention is to interrupt the old mindset and to increase transparency, it can cause everyone to see themselves as a part of the same team, working towards common goals. So some practical company-wide actions is implement regular town hall meetings. Share information in various stages of development and embrace the, I don't know, right? I don't know where we're going with this. I don't know how this is gonna end up. I don't know all of the impact that this is gonna have. Like, create that as an opportunity to involve employees in strategic discussions, right? and to make leadership more accessible and approachable. Okay, so to wrap up, we've explored three critical communication errors and their solutions. Ultimately, it boils down to understanding the mindset barriers that hold us back and taking practical steps to overcome them. By tackling these challenges head on, we can safeguard Right? You can really defend your company culture and enhance it, creating more open, engaged, and trusting workplaces. Thank you for joining me today. Remember, in the ever-evolving landscape of leadership and culture, effective communication is a remarkably powerful tool. Until next time, keep leading with purpose 
and fostering a culture of communication excellence.